everybody. Thanks for joining me. This is the Tell Me More podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Nielsen. So if you're new here, you haven't listened before, this is the podcast where I talk to interesting people about interesting things. The problem is, over the summer, I've been a little bit lazy when it comes to hunting down new guests or searching for new topics. So I kind of got to the end of my bank of episodes and I was kind of, hmm, what am I going to release this week on Tuesday? Lucky for you, I had an idea. So this is very thrown together last minute. I listened to an episode of the Armchair Expert podcast last week and I found the topic extremely interesting. It's something I'm, I've am i actually been talking about a lot to other people recently even. And it's about the idea of helicopter parenting essentially and how much freedom we don't give our kids these days. So I scooped up my husband, Karsten, and I said, guess what, honey, we're doing a podcast together. So that's what you get today. It's just me and Karsten chatting a little bit about our views on this topic. So our kids are a little bit younger. They're four and six. So they don't have a ton of freedom right now. But I do like the idea of giving them freedom to teach them things. So Yeah, that's basically what this episode is. Take a listen. I hope you guys like it. And if you feel like being on the podcast, you want to be interviewed by me or you have an interesting story to say, give me a call. Most of the people that listen have my personal number (laughs) or you can send me a DM through Instagram or Facebook. You can email me at tellmemorepodcast at outlook.com, comment on anything Leave me a review in Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Reach out to me, guys. I'd love to hear what you have to say about the episode. Uh, Take a listen, and I will see you guys later. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on the Tell Me More podcast. So today is the third week in a row that we get to be in the house studio. Unfortunately for you guys, I've been lazy at looking for new guests. So you guys were almost stuck with a solo episode. This is what happens when life gets busy and I just don't take the time to hunt down new guests. So if anybody wants to be on the podcast, send me a message. (laughs) Makes my life a lot easier. That being said, you guys get a very special guest today. Guess who it is? Can anybody guess? Karsten! Woo! Yay! (laughs) So anybody new here, you guys can go back in the episode list and you'll see I've done two other episodes with him. Karsten is my husband. Hi, Karsten. Hey, Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. (laughs) This is, uh, we sent the kids over to the neighbors and we're trying to squeeze this in like the day before I release this. So this is a real like last minute episode you guys are getting. (laughs) I'm sure they'll come over and interrupt us a little bit. I know, that's the problem. Okay, so last week I was listening to the Armchair Expert podcast. If you guys haven't heard it, you should check it out. It's Dak Shepard. It's like really, really good. It's actually one of the reasons I got into podcasting. I just, well, the reason I started listening to podcasts, really. And his guest was Lenore Skenazi. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. Um, She's the founder of this free-range kids movement. She's written a book or two. She's a blogger. She's a speaker. And she does a bunch of other things. So if any of you guys actually follow my personal Instagram account, I actually like felt the need to say, you guys go listen to this. Like I just felt the need to share it because I felt so, I have so many opinions on this topic. 
So I was thinking, hmm, I don't have any topics lined up this week for my own podcast. I think I would actually like to talk about it. And who's better than the person that I'm parenting with? (laughs) So that's what we're here to do today. I made Karsten listen to the episode and then we're going to chat about it. So what was your opinion on her whole movement? I think we have very similar views on how to kind of raise children, I would say, other than letting my child take the subway in new york at nine years old but okay so i guess i should maybe explain who she is and what she does so i've actually talked about her before i don't i have very specific memories of being out for lunch with christy and talking about this woman i heard that let her kid ride the subway at nine years old and she got in trouble for it and it was a whole thing um yeah she definitely had the cops called on her totally and then she ended up doing it because her her son asked her he was very interested in riding the subway so she talked to him about it taught him how to do it took him dropped and it was her second kid too her youngest wasn't her oldest one that ever wanted to do anything like that and that just goes to show that kids are all going to be different so some kids are okay with more independence and other kids aren't but what happened is she let her son ride the subway at nine he made it home just fine. Her friends even were kind of like, oh, that's cool. Nobody had that big of an opinion on it. But she wrote an article, something along the lines of why I'm the world's worst mom. And you, as you can imagine, the media shitstorm was crazy. People were like, what the hell? And then there was, was it her, was it her who got the cops called on her? Because the train conductor or something was like, Yeah, I think this? he wouldn't, like, there's two or three separate times she yeah. wanted him to do or let him do it. Yeah. And I think two out of the three, the train conductor wouldn't even drive the train because there was a nine-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> Which is <laughs> kind himself. of fair. Like, that kind of reminds me of yesterday. We were laying in bed and we were thinking about making breakfast for the kids and the kids were in her bed. And I'm like, oh, man, I really wish we had bacon, though. Colton, go to the store and get us bacon. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, he's almost six, so that didn't actually happen. But I was just envisioning like this six-year-old with a backpack on and his mask walking into Sobeys. <laughs> but I, like, I personally would let Haley, our neighbor who's nine years old, I think so too. go with Colton. Like, I as long as their parents are okay with like Sean yeah. and Aaron, I would let them take. I would let her take Colton to the grocery yeah. store or the park. Like, I don't care. Yeah, no, I agree. And I was six years old and going to the park by myself. Yeah. So this is this is what we're here to talk about today. So to summarize, this Lenore woman, her main way of thinking is that we need to give kids more freedom. That all of this helicopter parenting that we're doing is really doing our kids a disservice. I've been saying it for a really long time, and I think that's why this speaks to me so much. Like, I, don't you agree that skills need to be practiced in order to perfect them? We can't just not give kids freedom or independence their whole lives, and then when they're adults, be okay go be good at being an adult how are they supposed to know how to make decisions well that's probably one of the biggest problems would be everything's kind of handed to the information where the kids are being told what to do how to do it instead of trying to learn on their own and then as they get older they realize that you know life isn't as easy as their parents made it out to be yeah exactly and like most of us understand that when it comes to reading or skating or any other skill we always tell our kids it's okay you're, if, you're, if you're not good at something, it's fine. Just keep practicing. You're learning. But when it comes to, I don't know, using a sharp knife, yeah. like when do you eventually let your kids like possibly cut themselves and or walk to the park by themselves because who knows, they're probably not going to look and there's a blind corner and people always go fast. Like we have that around our street. So I'm thinking, okay, do we trust our kids or give them the trust to say they understand that they need to look before they cross the road? 
when do you when do you give them that or we just all of a sudden at one age be like okay well you're 14 you should know how to use a sharp knife it's like well how could i i've never done it yeah the knife thing i don't know like it's it's really hard to say it's, it, every kid's gonna be different some kids are super klutzy and like not good with things yeah. um but the crossing the road going to the park like i feel within the next year or so i'd be willing to let colton go to the park by yeah. himself like especially it depends where you're at too like we're we have a park right down the street because if we had a park across the field i would let him run to the field by himself no problem oh 100 percent. but when it's like three four blocks or you know five ten minute walk then once they understand traffic and everything, like I think six or, se- or seven or eight, I would be willing to let my ch- kid go to the park. But yeah. unfortunately, it's kind of frowned upon. So that's obviously the topic of all this. That, and that's right. And I don't know. I think it doesn't, it's not always parents' fault either because we feel this way, but we still, there's lots of reasons that I don't let my kids do things on their own because there's fear of judgment or there's fear. Like even um, sports teams, for example, all these kids are always you know, rushing to go play soccer or whatever on a team. But it's either, like she said in the episode, it's either they're in an organized sport or they don't play at all because kids don't just go outside and play soccer with their friends anymore. Do you see that ever? Uh, It's rare because, like you said, a lot of parents are too scared to let their kids go to the park. And one of the things she talked about was like the stranger danger thing. But like there hasn't been like a thing. There's been like maybe one case where like a kid was just like actually kidnapped and like the history. So it's not a real thing. People just like are afraid of this for like, I think that's one of the biggest things is like, we've had it kind of embedded in our head that like all these bad things can happen. Like on Halloween, like poison candy and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I do want to talk about all of that. So, okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was she mentioned that, when we have our kids nowadays, we assume we need to be around them at all times to make sure they're either safe, not getting hurt, not getting into arguments with each other so we can smooth it over, or providing a teachable moment. So yeah. everything in a kid's life needs to be a teachable moment. And I actually, a part of me was like, ooh, I totally do that. Like, I have found myself, in the episode she mentioned this daycare that they got demerits taken off or they got penalized when they had licensing come in and say well your staff they weren't dictating the diaper change to the baby so they weren't saying okay now i'm taking off the strap now oh you peed okay so now i'm gonna do hear the sound of the velcro that this is the right side okay now i'm doing the left side left starts with l la 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 and it's like constantly using everything to teach and I know for sure I used to do stuff like that. Yeah, I think that. we try so hard to adapt to like these new yeah. ways of doing things and like in our heads like, oh, this is like, this is the right thing to do. But, and I think talking to your baby is good, but like what that she's yeah. talking about, like that's crazy. Like I think it's normal to chat, chat to yeah. your baby, but yeah. it's not normal to like explain every tiny little thing you're doing. To me, that's like kind of weird. But. Well, the way that she explained it, she's like, how annoying is it to listen to that? Like, think well, about ha- it for Having the- to be the, the person doing it too, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> but I, re- I do remember being at home on mat leave, walking around with Colton on my hip and I would just yeah. be talking. Maybe it was for my own sanity, I think. Like I wasn't doing it because I had read it in a book somewhere. I just did it because... Honestly, I needed somebody to talk to. So I'd be like, we're going to the fridge now. Oh, look, when I open the door, the light turns on. Ooh, 
okay, let's get an apple for mummy. Apples are circles. Like, yeah. on, I did find that I did that. I think that's more back. of like a crazy person thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, who wouldn't do that when they're at home with a baby 24 7? And then once I kind of started thinking about it, I'm like, okay, well, these kids are hearing all this vocabulary, they're hearing words. And both our kids were really quick talkers, and I don't think they really did the baby talk thing. You still can't really always understand Kenna. We can, but I'm thinking, okay, maybe that's why is because I talk to them so much, yeah. and I could be completely out to lunch. And we ne- we never use baby talk with our kids or anything, so no. that might have something to do with it too. But I don't. And then, so the teachable moment thing, I do agree that not everything has to be a teachable moment. But how do you like when you have the option to? teach them something why wouldn't you yeah it's it's tough i think certain things you have to just let them kind of learn on their own because otherwise they i think what she was saying is they just become dependent and like yeah they don't fully actually learn it they They don't realize that they are they actually need you yeah like it's like when you leave them outside alone that's why like you know 20 minutes ago kenna was just crying yeah i i just tried to let her cry and let the three of them because what happens is yeah as soon as an adult's present things are much different i had to go out there and tell her to stop crying but like it's sometimes they just figure it on their own like oh your kid's skateboarding down the street by himself and nobody's around he falls over looks around to see if anybody's watching then he just gets back up and keeps going right and I, i think one of the other fears is kids getting really hurt when they're out and about and having to limp home with a broken leg or something when they had just fallen off their bike the chances of that are pretty slim but it could happen but I was thinking about that too. Like, even if that does happen, there's especially in a neighborhood like yeah. we're in, there's not one parent is just gonna be like, "Oh, yeah. that kid's got a broken arm." Ha <laughs> ha! Sucks to be him. <laughs> They're probably gonna go up and try. Like, I know I would, you yeah. would, and every other normal human being is gonna be like, "Oh, where's your?" You know, yeah. there might be some frown upon, but like, it's yeah. at this point, like I have never really cared about other people's opinions in that kind yeah. of state. Like, I try not to, at least. So, yeah, that actually was the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was the whole keeping kids safe. So those worst situations, I think that's a good point. A lot of the time we even we used to have a trampoline in our basement, one of those little trampolines. And we would just send when they got to a certain age, we would have little gatherings and our friends would come over with their kids and we would just send them to the basement and the kids would bounce around. It had a net around it and everything. It was pretty safe but there were certain people that would always have to be down here with their kids and i could understand when it was a younger set of kids you know Mm -hmm. walking down the stairs is a little scary or maybe there was little toys they could choke on or whatever but once the kids got to the age where there's a pretty small chance they're gonna choke on something and there's a pretty small chance they're gonna fall down the stairs well anybody can fall downstairs <laughs> but we we were kind of like well no it's fine like i don't want to hang out in the basement and watch the kids jump on the trampoline but there are certain parents that that would so what do you think the reason for that i is? think the reason that most people do that is that they feel like they need to it's like she kind of talked about it um they need to be a part of everything like they almost like feel like they need to be a part of everything that they're doing or like i don't know maybe they're worried about them getting hurt or they want to be like, they feel like they're being a bad parent by not being there. Right. Because they want their, that's such good jumping. Yeah. Oh, can you go on your bum? And that's like, the problem. I used like, to do that too. Every time you're that. around one of your kids, like, daddy, daddy, look, look what I can do. But if you're not there, they're not saying, daddy, look what I'm doing. <laughs> so they do just fine on their own. I think letting them play on their own with other kids and like figure shit out on their own is the most important thing like it's huge yeah and i think even learning how to fall and being able to get up teaches yeah, them a lot like as long as they're not breaking limbs which is pretty fairly rare like it happens but 
both of our kids have fallen downstairs. Both of our kids have hit their heads. Both like, but they get up, they bounce. Kid, little kids bounce and heal very easily. Whereas like you know somebody like you and I, we don't quite heal that easily. <laughs> okay, one of the things I did want to talk about is she mentioned because she was saying this isn't parents' fault. There's a reason that we're all doing this this generation because most of us who are having kids now grew up in an age where we were allowed to go outside and do our own thing and it was Mm -hmm. come home when the street lights come on or go knock on your neighbor's door it's fine or whatever but she mentioned an article in parents magazine i'm not sure how long ago the article was but it it was essentially just talking about how to plan the perfect play date so and that even used to not be a thing back like i guess no you just go knock on i just go knock on my buddy's door we would use phone calls because there's phones still but if they would happen to live down the street which is pretty rare like most of my friends i'd have to call and like can like can mike come come on can mike come out and play that was like kind of like the thing you knock on the door can billy come out and play but it wasn't the parents organized it and then they drive them over and then the parents come in i remember um parents had very little to do with anything back in the day i got a letter in colton's backpack and went last year when he was in kindergarten before school shut down from another parent and she said or actually, it was the son wrote it, but obviously the mom had yeah. written it. But it was, can Colton come over? Here's my phone number. Text my mom and make a plan. Yeah. So I did it. I thought it would be a nice thing to do. I reached out to the mom and we made this plan for a play date. And in her text, she said, um, we are, uh, I don't know. She gave me a whole description of their family. Like we're, we live this way and we have a daughter and non-smoking pet friendly Uh, yeah that's what it was it was non-smoking seems like the prerequisite yeah and then she says a gun-free house and i'm thinking did i not tell you Uh, maybe i don't remember and i remember being like well (laughs) i find that so interesting i'd be like i prefer if there's guns in the house i prefer safety (laughs) totally and i remember just being like that's so crazy that that's the way people have to send text to strangers now to be like don't worry you're not gonna find a gun in a nightstand at our house but then I, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll bring Colton over. We made a plan. She goes, you're welcome to stay if you want, or you can just drop him. It's fine. And uh, I did that where I was like, I do not want to go in. I yeah. don't want to go in and make small talk with this woman at all. I don't know her. But another part of me is like, do I look like a like delinquent parent or whatever the word it's is? It's hard to tell with certain people. Some people think they should like certain parenting there's like two different styles yeah, or whatever. And, like, and there's a style saying? of like you and i were just like oh, see you later yeah. and there's the other style like i must follow my child everywhere they go and i think that's probably how i ended up looking but so i was like well i'll i'll come in and i was kind of thinking i'll just come in and check out the situation make sure your house really doesn't have guns <laughs> or you know <laughs> whatever but she ended up being like fairly cool but the problem was like i remember it was boxing day and christmas we had gotten into the wine and i was Uh, a little hurting in the morning and i I, who knows maybe i stunk like wine i don't know i just felt really uncomfortable red lips (laughs) probably well no i'm sure but i had like those tired eyes you know and i'm just like sitting at her island for i think it was an hour and a half or two hours we were there she ended up being a very nice lady it was fine but it was awkward like i for sure should have just dropped him off and whatever we texted a little bit after and like she was very like about things we had talked about like it was almost like i had made a new friend like she was fine we had a fine conversation but it was still like this never would have happened in our age growing up right it was it's also a bit different because like did you go to daycare i don't remember really Um, i had like after school cares but like I feel like we went through a bit of a different stage because like 
daycares like we just made friends with kids down the street like yeah. we would we'd go roaming down the street and we'd find other kids yeah. and we'd play with them whereas like this is like a daycare situation yeah. so it's like it's not like colton can just like walk to his house and know where it is like yeah. he, like colton can go next door and hang out with Haley. Yeah. so like we don't but i, don't I wonder know, when bit, he gets a little older for sure i think as he gets older and he knows that he has a phone and he can yeah. just like phone his buddy through our phone but the yeah. problem is like little kids don't have phones and nobody has house phones, house phones anymore so it's and you have to go through the parents you have to go through the parents or he happens to make yeah. he has a friend that literally lives on the same street but and he I, can go he, knock on his door even that's the case i still want him to tell me mom i'm gonna go over to jimmy's well, absolutely house, you know, even like when we were younger yeah. we have to yeah. tell our parents 100%. like we're going to yeah. mike's house yeah but in the in the article one of the things was i I'm having a play date. My daughter's having her friend over. Can I still go to the dry cleaner and leave them alone? Like they were probably nine years old or something. And the, the article or the question, the advice giver was like, no. Because somebody that doesn't have kids. <laughs> because what if something happens? And then it stated if a story that wasn't even really similar. They were reaching so far to, with for the what ifs, what if yeah. could happen. Things that have never actually happened. So what they pulled out as their example of why you can't leave kids alone for 10 minutes, 15 minutes while you go to the dry cleaner was the mom was in the backyard and the kids put some macaroni in the microwave and then got burnt and it was just a whole thing. So if the mom was there, she would have cooked the macaroni. She would have set it out on the plates. She would have made sure that it was... She's the Lenore woman in Dax's episode. was like, she would have blown on it until it was the right temperature. Yeah. These kids never would have got burnt. It would have been perfect. And all I can think is I absolutely get that. Like, we have playdates all the time. Maybe not so much anymore. Yeah. But I'm like okay kids like who's ready for obviously it's different because our kids, our kids are, are younger. still pretty young yeah. though like they're comparing like nine and ten year olds yeah like, that's true if i had a nine-year-old that couldn't like yeah. deal with his own situations like that i would like yeah there's no way i would let that happen so and then the other thing was not only could they get hurt if you leave but what if they have a disagreement and nobody is there to help them solve it yeah and somebody's feelings get hurt is what they yeah. kind of talk and about, that yeah. really stuck with me because i find i follow our kids around like crazy being like okay say you're sorry be nice because i've said it on this podcast before and i'm gonna say it again my biggest fear is that people think i have asshole children because i take on their own behavior as mine and i'm just worried that people will judge me for having an asshole i remember and this is again when colton was really young but i remember a specific time we were at this play place thing he was just over two because kenna was a baby in one of those carriers and he was running around like a psycho, like a two-year-old yeah. boy, knocking over kids' towers. And I remember just chasing him, being like, sorry, sorry, Colton, pick that up. Colton, say you're sorry. Did you just hit that kid? Like, just chasing him. Yeah. But what else do you do? You don't just sit there and let the kid knock over towers and not say sorry. Because I've seen that, and I've seen the parents ignore it. And I judge the parents and say, oh, well, you don't give a shit about your kid. I think it's Is tough. it different with age difference? Because he was only two back then. He was only two, and now he's like... He's not that kid anymore. No, like no. He, he's high energy, but he's very like we've, you know, disciplined him well enough that he's gotten better and better. And I, but I think as long as he's not like beating kids up, hitting them, hurting them, and like breaking shit, if he's just being high energy, then high energy is high energy. But if and if he, but you can tell him not to do it. If he doesn't listen, you take him out of there. But you also have to give them some freedom too. But and what like, I'm saying is, if we are giving freedom and we're saying, okay, you can have a play date, and I'm not even really going to be in the room. I'll be at this age because he's only six. We're obviously going to be in the house. We'll, yeah. But if you aren't around to see him behave like an asshole, then you let him and his friend 
fight it out, I guess. And I think that there's a benefit in that. I think that there's I feel like conflict every, resolution yeah. is worth like somebody's feelings probably will get hurt. Those somebody are life lessons. Punched. Like those are yeah. things that he's going to learn. I think they need to learn from day yeah. one. Like some of my best friends, like growing up, like constantly from day one, like in yeah. different situations, I would not full on fist fight, but we would get into like fights and like fight each other. And then like the next day we were best friends. Yeah. But even with best friends, like as boys are different than girls too. Like boys yeah. will always kind of like fight like Colton to this day. Like every yeah. boy he meets his age, he ends up like kind of wrestling <laughs> with. <That's> true. <laughs> But they have fun. So it's yeah. like, as parents, you just got to kind of let them do it. If you just break up every little tough and thing yeah. that happens, and they're not going to learn anything. So then when yeah. they're 18, 19, or 25, yeah. and somebody hurts their feelings, they're going to yeah. come crying to you? Like, what's yeah. like... I know. And there is a fine line, though. The other day, we were at our McKenna's best friend's birthday party. And I, all of a sudden, I look over, and she's crying in this little playhouse. And Hope's mom was there and said... Oh, if you're wondering why she's crying, it's because she yelled at Hope and said she didn't want to be her best friend anymore, and we asked her to apologize, and she wouldn't, so now yeah. she's crying. <laughs> Kenna was just losing her mind. because Kenna I does whatever she wants, too. <laughs> Kenna so. is her own person. <laughs> but I think she was embarrassed that somebody made her, you know, kind of confront her actions and been like, you're kind of being a little asshole, Kenna. You need to say you're sorry, or Hope doesn't want to play with you, is what yeah. happened. So that's why she was crying. But I'm thinking, okay, what if there was no adult there to even see that happen? Hope would have just gotten her feelings really hurt by Kenna. And then what? What like what I feel like they're not should... even they're almost four. Yeah. So like their brains don't work anywhere near the same as ours. Like we our brains race and like we worry about all these little things. Yeah. That would have literally been forgotten about within like seconds. Yeah. But but again, Kenna should learn that you can't say mean things to your friends. Absolutely. So how do you teach them that if you're not always there watching and correcting it? I think you can't just like there's there is a weird fine like line of everything. Free yeah. rain you can't just let your kid just like raise themselves. Like yeah. they still like wolves. They still, yeah, they might not work out perfect. They <laughs> might. Who knows? Just throw them to the wolf. <laughs> throw them to the wilderness. We should do one. We should do an experiment. Yeah, raise I'll, one kid. With complete just com structure yeah. and the other one with none. Just free reign. <laughs> Kenna's already pretty much does whatever she wants anyway. That's true. <laughs> we just let her live her life. <laughs> Kenna, go get bacon. Yeah. Okay. She'd probably come back with like a full grocery cart. <laughs> <laughs> or just never come back. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So, and then, so now we're going into the kids are an extension of your own ego because I... Like I just said, I fully fall into that. And I think one of the reasons that I do go with my kids on play dates and I do f kind of follow them around. And yes, one of the reasons is because they're younger. I'll probably get a little different as I get older. But I don't want them to act like jerks or not say sorry. Like how many times, like even today, Steph came over to give them their birthday presents. And okay, Colton, make sure you say sorry or say um, thank you. Yeah. You know, it's... our. our they're old enough they should know how to say thank you by now. Why do I... Do Colton's been really good. I think you could literally stop telling him. Like, yeah. Kenna is a bit... Like, she's still yeah. only... She's just turning four. So, yeah. like, she still needs a bit of guidance. But I feel like Colton, for the most part, says please and thank you. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, like, I feel like we all do it once in a while. Like, we forget to say it or whatever. Like, it happens. I also... Like, I, I think saying thank you, please and thank you is really good. But it's like, if you just sit there and force them constantly, yeah. I've seen it happen to like other kids growing up where they just like their parents force them into doing certain things a certain way. Yeah. And they turned into like even bigger assholes as adults. Yeah. Whereas like you let them be a assholes as children, <laughs> like myself, 
you turn into a better adult, I find. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, like, let him be an asshole, yeah. but there's certain things, like, you got to kind of let them do there their is thing. There's a line, though, because, like I said, you can see some parents who just... I've been... We were at the beach um, a few months ago, and there was this little boy digging in the sand, and he was just spraying everybody around him in sand. And my first thought is, where are his parents? Why are they not stopping this? Like, this kid is a little jackass. But at the same time, he's a kid. Like, yeah. the other kids around him could be like, hey, can you stop doing that? Instead, they sit and they wait for their moms to come I feel stop like the it. only people that really gave a shit were you and I. Like, nobody else... <laughs> Nobody else is like, what's this kid doing? Maybe other people are thinking it, but all the kids were playing in one little circle. He was launching sand, and we're just like, what the hell? But it's like, like really, asshole. Where's his mom? We're the assholes that are just like sitting there judging him. It's true because I I think what I said actually does just kind of ring true in that if it was bothering the kids, they have the ability to say, hey, yeah. can you stop? They instead nowadays kids just come up, mom. Jimmy hurt my feelings or Jimmy pushed me or... I think that's another big thing is like confrontation isn't talked about to children. So it's like, well, if, if Jimmy pushes you, just like let him push you or like... No, go tell a Or teacher. go tell a teacher or go yeah. tell somebody and everything's like a go tell, tell, tell mentality. So like every time we have a kid that's older, they come here and they're like, they're tattling on every little thing that happens. I'm like, I don't care unless the kids are bleeding or yeah. like dying like or hurt. I don't want to hear about it. Resolve it yourself. Yeah. And then they see that and they're like, oh, okay, well, I can do that. At um, both our kids' daycares, though, they're told if you're having a confrontation with somebody, tell the kid first not to do it anymore. It hurts your feelings or whatever. That's and then the right come thing tell to the do. Yeah, so like, they are, kids are being taught that. But at home, is that really enforced? Because it's usually, I don't know. how. All I see is tattling. Like yeah. everywhere I go, kids are just telling on it. But that, I feel like that was a thing when we were younger, yeah. too. Like we all kind of did it. And it's every, it's hard to kind of talk about this because we have a six and a four-year-old so they're not quite really there yet right from colton's getting there but ken is still needs much training (laughs) (laughs) so yesterday i kind of i texted you this but i didn't actually fully tell you the whole story (laughs) jessica was here and we were just talking and colton and kenna were upstairs playing and colton comes downstairs and goes mom Kenna just called me a shit twice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I could not stop laughing. I was like, yeah. well, were you being a shit? Like, did she use the right context? At yeah. least? Like, where did she get that from? Like, what the hell? Well, it's not like we don't swear a bunch. <laughs> but like to call somebody a shit, yeah, like, that's just funny. so funny. I'm like, Kenna, please don't call your brother a shit. She's... Colton, stop acting like a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Colton's such a little sensitive boy and Kenna's like a, has a serious like personality for sure (laughs) she really does (laughs) okay and then i also wanted to talk about she mentioned something a bunch of people were asked if you were cooking dinner and your kid said hey mom or dad can you please come draw with me what would you say i know what you would say well yeah (laughs) not a chance yeah like that's why we had your brother go play with your brother yeah but the majority of people asked apparently said that they would stop what they were doing and they would go draw with their kid to show their kid that they are special. Which to special, me is fucked up. Like, that they love weird. them and that this is a teachable moment of, you know, I'm going to, I love you so much that you matter or whatever. I think it was also like neglect thing. Like people don't want to f- make their children feel yeah. neglect. Because like, I think it's such a 
shift in different situation like we all grew up with like our parents did nothing with us so we're like oh i'm gonna play with my kids like i had that same mentality yeah it's like one to the other it's like well i'm gonna i'll never let my kid feel neglected or like alone type of thing so like a lot of parents had that neglect they're like that what they felt was neglect but realistically it's like you're just growing up and learning life right but to constantly be like oh my gosh, that picture you're drawing is so perfect. Yeah. That yellow. Oh my gosh, I just love it. Why did you pick yellow? I'm just <laughs> kind of quoting the, the episode. I just found that so funny because I, I do that too. Like, Kenna will be drawing a complete garbage scribble. And I'm like, wow, Kenna, that's yeah. so great. And the encouragement nothing... is good. It is. It is good, but like too much of it is kind of bullshit too. It's yeah. like... It's like the whole like nobody's a loser type of yeah. thing. It's like, well, there's lots of losers. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like you're not you're gonna you're gonna realize it when you get older, when you play sports or get into a workplace. Like yeah. if you Or even you think you're such a good artist because your mom's told you you're yeah, such a good artist. Or a singer or whatever. Yeah. Or a singer. That's a that's good one. That's the biggest one. It's probably singing. Like, oh, he's such a beautiful voice. Like <laughs> right now we're like, oh, Ken is gonna be a singer, but we don't like you can't fully tell she has like she, no. we think she has it, but but that's how it's, those people end up on um, American Idol. Yeah, so you think Idol, you can you know? dance or something. Yeah, exactly. Idol, yeah. And it's like, well, but, everybody's told me my whole life I'm so great. What do you mean? Yeah. And then the world crushes you. I absolutely agree with that. And I think that you're right that encouragement is good and necessary. But there's a fine line of how much praise is the right amount and how much do they need reality and we can't set them up for these unexpected relationships. Like Dax mentioned in his episode, he's like, if my kids constantly have me being like staring at them while they color and you're so amazing. And Oh my gosh, you're really going to pull out that blue crayon. That is so perfect. I can't believe you thought of that. Nobody is ever going to match that in their lives. So yeah, like if you get like a husband or a wife, you know, <laughs> they're going to be expecting like, well, aren't you giving me all 100% attention at all times? <laughs> exactly. Do you think, because there are some people out there who are, I don't get enough attention and nobody, uh, you know, do you think it's because their parents paid so much attention? To them? <laughs> Very well could be like, there's a lot of underlying things in that yeah. type of thing, but yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So then I also wanted to talk about the stranger danger thing, which we mentioned, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of the reasons that we don't want to leave our kids the freedom to go to the park or to take the bus by themselves or whatever. And this is not as easy to talk about with us because like I said, our kids are young, but one of the stats that she said was if you hypothetically wanted your child to get kidnapped, let's just say you stuck them outside Mm -hmm. and you were trying to get them kidnapped by a stranger, not by a disgruntled parent or by crazy uncle Ed or whatever. You want a stranger to come and scoop up your kid. How long would you have to leave them outside by themselves? The stat (laughs) is really high. It's 750,000 years. That is how rare a random kidnapping is. And who knows where this is in the States. Canada is probably better. (laughs) So like if your kids are left alone outside, they're not going to get kidnapped. Like they likely will not. They might get hit by a car. They might hurt their leg. They might. I think, I think the stranger danger thing is not really what most people worry about right now. I'd say the biggest one is actually the judgment and people. And like for you, you're like, well, people's calling cops. I'm like, even if they do call the cops, like, 
once they come in and see who you are and that you're like a normal yeah. family, it's like I'm just letting them, it's my child. Yeah. There's no written rule that I yeah. can't let my nine-year-old go to the grocery store yeah. or go to the park. So F off, like yeah. essentially. like. I think as a community, and that's actually what this woman's, her foundation does is it's you can't just be the only one doing it we can't Mm -hmm. be the only one sending our eight-year-old to the park we can't be the only one sending our nine-year-old on their bike to go pick up a jug of milk or a loaf of bread i used to do that when i was a kid i'm sure you did too i was six running to the store by myself so but nowadays and i know for sure if i saw an eight-year-old at the store by himself picking up a loaf of bread i would be like what is going on here where are your parents because that is i don't think an eight-year-old i think like a five-year-old or a six-year-old maybe but an eight eight, or nine-year-old it wouldn't wouldn't, it wouldn't cross your mind i think it's normal but that's i agree but i think in this society i would be like where is the neglect and that's and that's just because that's what i'm used to seeing and not many people do it so if somebody's doing it they must be neglecting their kids right so i think as a group and as a whole people need to do it and that's what this her mm-hmm. foundation does is you have yep. to get a whole school or a whole district or a whole whatever to kind of band together and say we're gonna you know we don't need to drive our kids to school when it's down the street you can look out your window and watch them walk to school yeah like two or three blocks or even like like why are people driving their 10 year olds to school yeah. like again it's it all it's it all depends, depends on the age group and where you are in life with your children but yeah. I think and the type of kid you have too. Some kids yeah. are more trustworthy than others. Yeah, there's definitely like Kenna <laughs> might take a little longer to trust her to do certain things. Colt and I pretty much know he's like a robot. He'll do anything we tell him to do. Like yeah, I'd say like he would take care of her, but she would just run a train on him and be she like, would be no. like, "F you, Colt, and I'm doing my own thing." <laughs> Stop being a shit. I'm out yeah. of here. <laughs> be a little mama's boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, like the stranger danger thing. I think we shouldn't be so scared of strangers. Like, if anything, it's the whole... Most people are willing to help. It's like what I said earlier. Somebody's going to help your child. Nobody's going to take your kid. They're going to be like, oh, where do you live, little boy? Yeah. That happened to Haley. Yeah. I think I remember hearing about that. She She left left school school in kindergarten because she was looking for a friend who wasn't there that day or something. So she just decided to go look for him. And this man stopped and picked her up and was like, uh, where do you go to school? And I think he, yeah. he was another parent and ended up bringing her back to the school. So it worked out fine. Yeah. It was and like it, back to Kenna. It happened to Kenna too. <laughs> that is actually, I forgot I was going to talk about that story. So we were in Mexico. <laughs> and that's the thing. You want to talk about, like, there's a difference between neglect and mistakes. Yeah. And there's a difference between, like, neglect and she even mentioned in the episode poverty. Because some people can't afford before and after school care. So you are yeah. going to see kids by themselves walking home. And it's not because they're neglected. It's because we don't have the money to pay for this. And for we trust our kids whatever, yeah. to, you know, the latchkey system. So the same thing happened to Kenna when we were in Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went to Mexico last November and we had a swim up room. So Kenna wasn't really napping much at the time and she still doesn't nap, but she was really cranky and tired around noon or so. So she, I want my pajamas. So she put on her pajamas. We put her in the bed. She had the tablet, but I was certain she was going to fall asleep. Like very sure. So we went outside with Colton out the back door of the hotel room because it was a swim up pool thing. Yeah. And we were splashing around with Colton and we were across the pool on the other side on the little lounger chairs. And I would kind of swim back and forth every maybe like 10, 15 minutes and check on her and grab another drink or whatever it was. One of the times I checked on her, 
She was not in the room. So I'm going, huh, or not in her bed. So I looked around the whole, the whole hotel room, realized she's not there, scream across, Kenna's missing. So then shit hits. When I first heard it, I, I was like, I didn't really know what the hell she was talking about. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> really? Well, and then you're like, you're like, no, seriously, Kenna's. I'm like, and then I told Cole, I'm like, okay, we gotta go, and like yeah. we just started like running around looking. So for I her. went out the main hotel room door, and I'm like in a bathing suit, just like sprinting up and down the hall, thinking, how far could she have gone? How long is she? Like, I'm sure it hadn't been longer than 10, 15 yeah. minutes, but she could have gotten anywhere. Who the hell knows? So as I'm running, this guy sees me and he goes, are you looking for your daughter? We have her. And I was like, oh my God. So I go to the front desk and sure she is in her little pajamas at one in the afternoon. And the the dad seemed fine. He was with his kids and the mom. Yeah. The Actually, was it the mom who was giving me dirty looks? Or it was the, the dad? mom. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, so grateful. Thank you so much for doing yeah. this. Because what had happened is she opened the main hotel room door looking for us. She didn't realize we were out the back door. She was three at the time. And she, I don't, I think she was standing just right outside our room when they found her. But once the yeah. door closed, Kenna didn't know which room to tell them because she just didn't know and we hadn't explained it to her she might have walked a little bit like who knows i think she they told me she was like pretty much right outside okay yeah and they just kind of brought her to the front desk but the amount of judgment i felt from that family was it wasn't even like oh whatever it happens to the best of us it was like oh my god like but see the, the the thing with with me personally when it comes to like people judging me i don't let it bother me even that situation where you were kind of like i could tell you were kind of freaking out and getting anxious about it in my head i'm just like there's nothing wrong like yeah. we're gonna be fine like it's like people kind of freak out and yeah. worry in those situations whereas i find myself i don't worry i know that like you know she's probably gonna be fine we're gonna find her or whatever yeah. and then when people do look at me like that i just kind of walk away it's like it doesn't really phase me in any kind of way i saw that same family maybe a day or two later they were eating and we walked past them and i'm like oh my gosh the people that found my kid thank you so much yeah barely even got a smile from the wife like it was crazy like you could tell she was going oh my god there's the terrible mom and i'm just like oh my god (laughs) but we've all made mistakes like I, i i can't imagine there's one single family like let's just say in 18 years of having children Something didn't happen. Yeah. Like, find me a family that didn't. Like, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah. And she did it again in freaking Canmore. What? Remember she went outside? Oh, but we caught it right we away. We caught it right away, but, yeah. like, it still happened again. Like, And then there's Colton, like we said, who would never in his life even think about doing that. No. He would just sit there and literally cry in the... He would just scream for us. Like, he would never do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he would just stay in one spot and cry. That's true. <laughs> he would never think to leave the hotel room. Yeah, and that just goes to show that kids are so different. So you can't use any kind of, oh, well, this parenting technique works 100% of the time. Because we've got two kids that we've parented very similarly, but they have turned out so differently. Well, they're completely different children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I think the main thing I wanted to talk about was just the idea of this helicopter parenting generation and the fact that how do we, how do we not be that way? Because if everybody around us is doing it (laughs) and we're the only ones who were like, yeah, you're good. Do your own thing. What, how does that work? I think we just have to have, um, 
certain rules or whatever that we follow and like yeah. not worry about what other people yeah. think and the hardest part is going to be going into school like daycare right now and like watching other people and we already do it we only really hang out with a certain type of people like some yeah. and you know it was like the whole thing of letting our kids play in the basement we've had friends eventually they start to realize that yeah. and the, they older just the, the, kids get, the older the kids get yeah. people all of our friends have now just like they let the kids go downstairs i understand a lot of times it was mostly because we had our kids first so a lot of them were like first kid kind of thing but once you have that second kid things become a bit easier but i think you can't worry about what other people think and that's like in anything in life like Mm -hmm. you just have to have your own standards yeah and follow them and not worry about if you worry about what other people think you're just gonna ruin your own self like yeah i think that's a good point if we have our standards of this is what we're okay with and this is what we feel our kids are there's gonna be other people that agree with you there's gonna be other people that don't agree with you if you try to please everybody you'll just you'll never please anybody like it's yeah but yeah and i i agree i think i need to start thinking not everything has to be a learning teachable moment either I think that we are pretty good at not making, I've said it so many times. I don't want my kids to think they're the most important people in this house. We've said it so many times to them. Oh, like, we do it all the time. Like they try just, to interrupt us while yeah. we talk or like they, they're always like, can you like, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. We, we let them know and they're getting better at it. Yeah. Colton, like, he, raises he raises his hand because <laughs> he's in school now, but he raises his hand at the dinner table to talk and they're getting better <laughs> at interrupting because we like, we're trying to have a conversation. I think that's probably the biggest thing yeah. that I would say for parents is to uh, enjoy your own life too. Yeah. Cause you know, we were a thing well before these kids were ever a thing. So like, yes, kids are very important yeah. but they're not the only thing like you still have your own life too. yeah and if you stop everything you're doing to cater to their needs they're gonna think that that's the way a life normal is thing be. Yeah. yeah and they become like ungrateful assholes yeah. as they grow up well i've i asked for it why didn't i get it it's yeah. like hmm, <laughs> because you're not the most important person in this house <laughs> You just got to watch what you say to them too. Like we tend to, we're getting better at it, but like snapping on them doesn't help either. Just no. ex- I think Dax talked about it. Like just like explaining why they're yeah. not the most important, explaining why we're t- saying no to them. Like just yeah. kind of like, we tend to do that too. Yeah. And if we do snap, we, we end up changing it and telling them why we did that. And yeah. like we, we say sorry. Or whatever. I, I definitely have, I definitely apologize. I've said sorry to my kids lots of times for, you know, I probably shouldn't have snapped on yeah. you, but this is the reason I did. You can't act this way. The world does not revolve around you. Absolutely. And we're all humans. Like you're not yeah. going to make perfect decisions yeah. every time. Like we try our best We're this is all new to us and yeah. anybody that is a parent, you know, if everybody was a perfect parent, then the word would be perfect, but it's not. So, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Okay, I think that's good. Any last uh, parenting tips from my parenting expert, Karsten? Here. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just, Should we go day by her? day? Keep maybe check on our kids, see where they are. <laughs> Free range parenting. Yeah, they're at the neighbor's house. They're okay. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you for being my last minute guest. I love that you're my backup. You're a very good one. Always happy to be here. Are you? Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Thanks, love. Thank you, everybody who tuned in and made it to the end of this episode. It means so much to me when you guys actually listen and enjoy. So please send me any kind of feedback you have. I know this topic is actually pretty polarizing. People either agree or disagree. So I... I do understand that there can be too much freedom. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think we should totally abandon our children. 
I meant to mention it in the episode, but Karsten and I took our kids to a park recently. It was at a school and there was a group of probably 10 to 15, like 12 to 15 year olds hanging out there. So it was a big group of preteens. Maybe some of them might have been 16, but they all were pretty young and they were drinking They had an enormous cooler, a full-size cooler filled with pop and booze. And they were just riding their bikes around the little um, concrete pad at the school and shooting hoops and doing, the guys were doing jumps and the girls were watching. And I'm thinking that's probably something I would have done at the age of 15. It would have been really fun. We were watching them pour their little alcohol bottles into their Coke bottles and they were all sharing this bottle. And I think that's, It is what it is. It's kind of a rite of passage as a teenager. But part of me was also thinking, I don't want my kids to be doing stuff like that. And if they have too much freedom, that's how that stuff ends up happening. So I do understand there's a whole line to it and open communication is important too. But actually, there's some other article I found that I should have mentioned when we were talking to that I just came across that I did want to mention People who were raised by helicopter parents, there's a whole Reddit thread on it and they have their opinions of what their childhood was like. And some of the examples, I just felt like I had to read them to you guys because they're kind of funny, but also really sad. And if anybody is kind of, maybe I am being a helicopter parent and what kind of effects will it have long term other than the kid feeling loved and secure, what could happen? Here's some quotes. Some of them said, I hate feeling like I'm being manipulated or handled or growing up, I thought having no privacy was normal or I moved out a few years ago and there's still times I'm afraid of my parents' judgment or I hate feeling like I'm being watched or observed while going about any sort of task or even just daily life. So when our kids are little, obviously we're going to have to be there and make sure they're okay and all of that. But I really, really think it's important to give kids freedom, let them make mistakes, let them do things that you think, holy cow, there's no way I would have done it that way. Like watching my kids try to butter bread, literally the worst thing. It makes me go crazy. But at the same time, I don't want them to be 15 and not know how to butter bread. (laughs) So you have to let them do things. Uh, There's a lot of negative impacts. It's it's, It's a really interesting topic. And if any of you guys have opinions on this, I would actually love to hear them. If somebody has a opinion that very strongly goes against this, I wouldn't mind having you on here to talk about it. Actually, I'd like to hear the other side of it because I can be persuaded and my mind can be changed. So uh, reach out to me. I want to hear from you. And if you have any other questions about anything else, you know how to get a hold of me. I said it at the beginning of the episode. So thanks again for listening and I will catch you guys on the next one.